Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the fourth episode of Mando Mondays on Lando's Lab. We're halfway there now. Uh, yes, we are. Sorry for that little echo. <laughs> um, yeah, we're. this is the halfway point because there's only eight episodes per season. But right, there's eight, not nine this season. Yeah, there was eight, eight last season too. Um so yeah, we reached episode or chapter chapter twelve, the siege. Um so yeah, it's a halfway point. Everything that was in the trailers that we saw have been in the first four episodes. Yeah, I was gonna mention that because I'm pretty sure I said something like that in like one of our episodes before the season started when i was like i bet everything we've seen is like in the first two or three episodes so Mm -hmm. i was kind of on the ball and this was the fourth episode and there was only like this episode that were in the trailer and it was literally like cara dune and grief cargo walk forward (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. i think the speeder bike like when you see one of them kind of like use his foot to stabilize on the ground um so yeah a lot of this episode was still like brand new obviously because <laughs> that, that's just how <laughs> it was for it's like how, it's how television works um but yeah it's feels it's always weird watching a show every week and then realizing when you hit the halfway mark and like next friday there will be less Mandalorian than than uh, mm-hmm. what we've seen so far. So it's like that downhill. Stop, you're depressing me. What are you doing? No, depressing. That's the point. Uh, but anyways, excited to see four episodes of all new footage. No one knows what's going to happen. Um, we have theories, though. <laughs> um... But first, we can get to reactions from listeners. Uh, We put on our Instagram a little poll the day it came out. Or not a poll, but like a question submission thing. And we asked for your reactions to the episode. Uh, We got one on Instagram that was um, from a guy named Eric. And he said, it was good to see the gang all together again. Uh, that means Cara Dune, Grief Karga, and Mando, who were kind of a unit in uh, season one, especially the last two episodes. Um, and yeah, I agree. It was it was very nice seeing those two characters return and kind of that team dynamic because this season, um, I assume for the rest of it, will probably be more Mando solo adventures and up till now it's been some Mando solo adventures so it w- it was nice to see that team dynamic again especially with like Carl Weathers um, back as Grief Karga because I thought he was just amazing last season mm-hmm. and yeah also the uh, Grief Karga seeing the child for the first time in a while big grandpa energy there oh yeah <laughs> he's like you've been taking care of it and you've been taking care of you like aw Made my heart melt. Mm-hmm. Uh, did anyone send you any reactions to the episode? Or... No. Because we, we said you could DM us. Yeah. Uh, um, 
or respond to our Instagram. So, uh, yeah, one of my friends and an avid listener, Jonathan, he he texted me even before uh, I watched it, and he said, uh, he he was like, "Have you watched it yet?" I was like, "No, not yet." He was like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." Wait, it just went from zero to a hundred. Whoa! And he was like texting me all these like crazy stuff, not spoiling anything. Like a lie. But then like he was like. Yeah, then he was like, best episode ever. And I was like, okay, going in with very high <laughs> expectations, I guess. <laughs> best episode ever. We'll get to our thoughts on that. But um, yeah, so every episode that comes out, feel free to DM us your reactions or we'll put something on our story the day it comes out. And if you watch it fast enough, you can respond to that. But if not, just DM us your reaction to the episode and we'll kind of share it at the beginning like this um so without further ado let's just jump right into the episode uh like we normally do kind of break down each of the beats as they go on and then uh through our kind of final discussion at the end so this episode uh picks up right where episode three uh left off where he is trying to get to Corvus, but his ship is kind of in disarray. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like we predicted, he stops off at Navarro to get some repairs on his ship. Um, and when he lands, he's greeted by Grief Karga and Cara Dune. Uh, and like Carson said earlier, <laughs> the uh, big grandpa energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really nice to see them meet each other again mm. kind of funny i love that his ramp went down halfway and then just <laughs> <stopped it. laughs> yeah um i will say probably like the the very first like kind of cold opening of this episode is like mando and baby yoda like fixing wiring in their ship oh, cutest yeah, yeah. baby yoda moment ever i gotta say it He's like, oh, yeah. he's like in the wall paneling and he's like helping Mando with wiring. And he's like, no, you do this. He's like, see the red wire? He's like, eh? <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> it was like the rocket. That's, ex- and that's exactly what it was like, except I, I mean, I thought it was just so cute and funny. Yeah. And then there was the moment with a soup where they're kind of eating and uh, Mando lifts his helmet up just a little so that he can like sip in the soup and the child's like, huh? And like tries to mm-hmm. look under his head. And then spits up the soup on, on his little his little yeah. jacket. Oh my word. Yeah. Um Oh no, that was the little macaroon thing. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. So um they meet with Manda or they meet with Grief and Cara Dune and uh they he's like, We need your help with something and then they take the child to a school. Um and they're like what we need you for is too dangerous uh, for the child. We're going to leave him here. And they just plop him at a desk at the school. Um, and so this was a really funny scene. Uh, you see him kind of sitting there. He's so tiny <laughs> compared to all the other students. There's a protocol droid teaching them about the Corellian run. Um which is obviously a reference mm-hmm. to Han Solo. Um, and this kid is eating like blue macaroons, which are, I assume they're not macaroons in the Star Wars but world. They're, they're macaroons, literally. Blue, 
<laughs> like bantha milk cookies or something. Uh, but they're definitely blue macaroons. Um, and he keeps asking this kid for macaroons, and he's like, no. So he <laughs> uses the force to steal the entire sleeve <laughs> of cookies. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't... I feel like kind of what they've been doing is they're like, okay, look, it doesn't make sense for them to bring the child into this situation. So what's the cutest and funniest thing we can do? Like, put a situation in that, like, kind of explain... Like, gives him something to do while they're off adventuring that's, like, cute and funny. And, like, Mm -hmm. his little stay with with the frog couple... I felt that, and now this, I felt that. It's just, you know, it balances out the some of the darker stuff that happens later in this episode, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, in that scene, there was a, a bit of a sequel Easter egg. You can see a girl wearing the same hairstyle as Ray with, like, the triple hair buns, um, and they're referring to Han Solo, so it's like there's uh, there's definitely more Easter eggs going on. Uh, I think what I loved a lot about this was Grief Karga kind of became the mayor of this town. And I was like, yo, this is giving me big Lando vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's, he used to be, like, this head of the Bounty Hunters Guild or whatever, and now he's, like, the mayor of this town, and he's like, uh, we need to get rid of this Imperial base before they, like, threaten this town. Again, with, like, the very Western feel. Uh, so, yeah, they... Well, I just said it. Like, the next part of it is they ask him to go help them destroy this Imperial base that they believe has been abandoned. And, uh, interestingly, they bring along with a Mithral, who was, like, the first bounty that Nanda was after in, like, the cold open of Chapter 1 in Season 1. So that was a funny little addition to this episode. (laughs) And he's, he's funny throughout the episode. Poor guy. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, he's annoying, but everything he's saying is, like, kind of reasonable, but everyone's just like, yeah. shut up. Especially <laughs> yeah. Green. Mm-hmm. You got 350 years on your sentence. How about I take 100 off, or I leave you here to die? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they get on a speeder, they go to the lab, and uh, they have to, like, hack their way into the control panel. But Mando's obviously like, let me use my jetpack. He flies up to the top of it, throws a few stormtroopers off the edge, and they get inside. So the base is not abandoned, obviously. Um, then they find like a little, they like sneak through it, and they find like this panel where there's lava. Because I always, I forgot that Navarro was like a lava planet, and like. It's very rocky because it's just cooled lava everywhere, but then there's, like, rivers of lava. So this base has, like, a cooling unit where they need to shut it off so that the lava kind of blows everything up. And that's one of those moments where they're like, all right, go turn it off. He's like, there's no guardrails. And he's like, shut up, go do it. <laughs> there's no guardrails. <laughs> and he's like a fish guy, so he's like, I can't be in the heat or I will die. <laughs> and he's like, my humidity vest is running out of water, like I'm going to die. Would you shut up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of like the first half of the episode. And it was a little slow. I mean, there was some action like when they um, 
like break into the base and stuff. But it really picks up after they set off the alarms and they run into these guys at a control panel. And they're like, delete the drives, delete the drives. And then they round the corner and they're like, destroy it. So they start shooting the panel. This is like the halfway point in the episode. Um, If not literally, kind of it's the turning Mm -hmm. point of the episode where it gets much more interesting. Um, So they destroy this panel and they shoot their way or they shoot the two guys that are at the panel. And then it gets really eerie. And, like, music starts playing, and there's these, like, windows with liquid inside and these weird, disfigured bodies inside of them. And they're like, this isn't a base, this is a lab. Like, something something weird is going on here. Some high. So, I think it's Mithral. Yeah, so I think it's Mithral that they have hack into the, what's left of the pet, the kind of console that they have there. And a hologram comes up, and he, this guy should be familiar because he was the scientist that um, Mando gave the child to in like episode three before he steals him back. And it's a hologram, and they're talking about like taking blood and and the highest M count, which is a reference to midi chlorians. There's references all over this episode. Um, talking about kind of subjects and not taking the blood well and they need more blood so they need the asset back. So this is all very uh, strange and it kind of continues the plot that I think a lot of people were hoping this season would be about and kind of um, the people that have been complaining that the season is all fillers, I feel like this is the episode that they were waiting for. Even though I feel like the rest of us were like, what do you mean fillers? Just because it's a different story doesn't mean it's fillers or whatever. But And also, uh, like, we don't know what will tie in from, like, the other things. Like, at the beginning of every episode, when it does kind of like the previously on The Mandalorian, the little clips they show from episodes previous... I never expect them like the whole thing with like there's a little clip with the scientists all the way from season one before this episode. And I'm like, what? Like, that's random. That seems very random. But alas, it it has come back. Okay, so like, Mm -hmm. like to not know the whole, like the full season, like the whole story of the season and then claim something's a filler episode. First of all, even if it is like, why does it matter? And secondly, you don't know that it is. Like, yeah, you can't know until the show's yeah, over. Like, really. until and and just the fact that John Favreau writes these seasons like back to back, like he wrote season one and two, I think, like right back to back before they even finished making season one. So like, he's writing a continuous story. He's not like making season one and then saying. All right, now what should we do for season two? He's no, and like he's writing three and four and maybe five, like right now. So it's like he knows the story, he's just like writing it out, and then they take time in between to like make the next batch of episodes that they've written. So it's like John Favreau knows what he's writing, he knows what he's doing, he's not just... Just, just writing, he's not just writing random fillers. Because he has no idea. It was like he has an idea, and everything he writes is a part of that idea. 
So that's why that's my biggest argument against the filler argument, especially like episode two people. That's like the closest one to a filler because nothing really happened. But like we've already seen those that New Republic guy show up again since that episode. So it's like that was there for a reason. And like Frog Lady and Frog Man were in the next episode and that was how he met Bo-Katan and it's like that episode didn't exist for no reason. Like it's connecting to the rest of the season. But uh, back to this scene. <laughs> Sorry. Anti filler tangent. Um, what is interesting about this scene to me was the music in the background, which after someone mentioned this, I went back and listened to it. And it is, if not the same song at least nearly identical to the Snoke theme from The Force Awakens. And if you look at the bodies that are in these tubes, they're all disfigured and have scars on their heads. So I think the theory is, like, obviously the Empire had a clone body, or Palpatine cloned his body. That's what we see in The Rise of Skywalker. Snoke was cloned several times. Uh, Palpatine's son was a sort of clone that used not a it not a like mm-hmm. direct clone but like used part of him to create his son or whatever i think that's the official explanation is like it's a different strand of dna involved to create this other clone that ends up being raised dad but this looks to be an early kind of stage of those kind of experiments um of cloning and it would explain kind of they need an M count because they need someone with the force. So I think at this point, well, we'll just discuss it now. Uh, Cause we're already doing it <laughs> um, instead of waiting for it. Um, so what we know is that after return of the Jedi, the empire a year later finally loses at the battle of Jakku. That's why there's all those crashed ships at, uh, on Jakku that Ray is seen at. It's in the Aftermath trilogy that this happens. So this is like five years after that. So presumably Moff Gideon is like one of, if not the only remaining Imperial holdout. The rest kind of went out into the unknown regions of space. And that's kind of where the First Order formed. So it seems like maybe Moff Gideon is like working with them to try to like reclaim parts of the outer rim to get like resources or to find the child maybe that's like his entire goal is to find the child um and they're working to recreate the empire which eventually is just creating the first order so it seems like maybe he's starting like they're trying to clone the emperor because they want to bring the emperor back. That's why he like in the last episode said long live the empire. Maybe there's, they're not quite at the first order yet. They're still trying to rebuild the empire. So they're like, Oh, we need an emperor. We need Mm -hmm. an emperor who has the same power that the other emperor had. And maybe that is what they accidentally create a kind of Snoke as well. Who knows? Um, But this seems to me like a very early, it's like we're exploring that transition from Empire to First Order. Um, so that was really interesting to me, and it's something that I'm really excited to see going forward. Like, if this show ends with 
them quote-unquote defeating Moff Gideon, but really he just escapes into the unknown regions and that's they create the First Order. And we know that like a decade or so later, or however long it is, that's when the First Order is going to return in The Force Awakens. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing to watch as the entire show goes on, like this way that the Empire goes because we know the empire doesn't get destroyed it becomes the first order yeah and what's significant about this if there's one thing that the mandalorian kind of does better than any other star wars property is it like unites all of the fans i feel like like everyone loves it and i feel like with this whole m count thing like if they ever delve a little bit you know, if Moff Gideon ever delves a little bit deeper into his plan in like a big villain monologue type shtick, and he kind of like fleshes out or talks about midi chlorines a bit more, like that, that could be the thing that reconciles the fan base with the midi chlorines. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that'd be cool. I mean, I don't really have a problem with it, but I mean, a lot of people do, and you know. I I can understand that viewpoint, but like, it could it could all be it could, we could all be united again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely references the prequels, the originals, a lot the originals, um, and even the sequels, like the Ray hair bonds. And there was people in episode one that people were like, "Hey, those are like really similar to these characters that you can see in such and such scene of." Like Maz's castle or something. Oh, so they're referencing even in everything. this episode and the Canto Bite reference. Even in this episode, isn't the one uh, person that helps fix Mando the Razor Crest? Isn't she one of the one of Maz's species, or he? I I don't remember. I don't think so because I think she was too tall. But Maz could just be short. <laughs> She's an old, True, old lady. But... But true. Anyway, if they're not the same, uh, they're one of the they main the characters uh, in Star Wars Squadrons uh, in the New Republic. Uh, is a she's a X wing pilot of that species as well. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So moving on from this scene, I think this was maybe the most important scene of this episode along with the final scene of this episode I think are the two most important um, even maybe of the show of this season so far kind of getting into like what's going on behind the scenes of the Empire um, so the base is about to be destroyed and they know that or they know now that they're after the child so I think it's Cara Dune says like why don't you take your jetpack back to the town and get the child before the Empire sends anyone there? Um, because you'll be faster that way. So he kind of jetpacks off. And then the rest of the episode basically is Cara Dune, Grief Karga, and Mithral, which I thought was really interesting, but also really fun. Kind of just watching these characters that we haven't seen in a while, and they are usually kind of behind Mando. And now it's like, all right, here's their moment to shine. So they kind of fight their way to um, kind of the loading platform um, and they 
steal a transport, which I think was seen mm-hmm. in Rebels, maybe. Um, I forget the name of it. It's just but like a, a troop uh, carrier type deal. I don't remember the yeah. name either. Yeah, so uh, it's like it's basically like a little troop transport with like a mounted turret on it and like armor. So they drive it off of like the the way the base is set up. It's like on the cliff face of like a canyon. So they ride it off the ramp into the canyon, like dropping so many feet, like hundreds of feet probably. They land and they take off. And the Empire sends out a bunch of their uh, scout troopers on their speeder bikes, just like on Endor. Um, <laughs> what was hilarious watching this, They the, the bikers are going down like this steep little like uh, pass on the canyon to try to get down onto the like the, the bottom mm. of the canyon where <laughs> they're escaping. And they're like hitting these jumps and two of them are trying to go through this pass and they just spin in midair and hit each other and blow up. Like they didn't get shot at. They didn't do anything. They just messed up and blew up and so like you, killed three. They can't drivers. shoot. They can't drive. They're just oh, <laughs> they're incompetent. It was it was it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, but eventually, a few of them get down there and they kind of chase after uh, them. And so, uh, Cara Dune is driving while Grief Karga is the one kind of manning the turret on top, trying to take them out. And then Mithral's just standing there, like, <laughs> nervous. <laughs> or he's just sitting in the passenger seat, nervous. Yeah. And um, I remember the second kind of teaser trailer that came out or something, like, very eagle-eyed viewers spotted. Like, there is a shot where it's, like, profile of Cara Dune and Grief Karga kind of looking over her shoulder. And then very out of focus and, like, even behind, like, is, like, just a blue face. And people were like, hey, that's this guy. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I believe you, but, like, why is he there? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure enough, he was in that scene. He was in that shot. Mm-hmm. Um... So they they managed to kind of defeat the speeder bikes. And they're like, yeah, we're in the clear now. Um, And then a few ties take off from the base. And it's like, "Uh uh-oh. And so they're chasing them down through the canyon. And there were some really cool shots, like, through the TIE fighter window. And you could watch their, their, like, green lasers shoot down out of their TIE. And, like, almost hit the transport, like, way down below them. So there's cool shots like that. And then there's a few shots where we were at the level of the TIE fighters and we watched the ship or the transport shoot up at them. And Grief Karga does not have the best shot when it comes to (laughs) anti-aircraft. He hits everything but the TIEs. Like he hits the side of the cliff so many times. I think at one point Cardoon's like, um, what are you doing back there? Or something like that. And he's like, why don't you come back here and try? Um, so he does manage to shoot one down, and unfortunately, the wreckage of the tie destroys the only weapon that's on the ship. So you hate to see it. They're almost a town. They're almost a town, and there's three ties bearing down on them. And then all of a sudden, what happens? You take this part because you haven't talked oh. a lot. Well, I was a, I was gonna interject my own thought about like. 
what the heck was their plan? <laughs> like they they get yeah. to town and then they're good. Like no, I I thought the ties were about to proton missile that town. <laughs> I was like, why would yeah. lead them away from the town? But I mean, uh, at that point, Big Razor Crest uh, fixed, <laughs> uh, completely yeah, repaired, completely repaired, looking good as ever. Uh, blasted all the ties. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it does a really cool maneuver in the air. Like it goes up and then it's like cuts its engines and then turns like mm-hmm. 180 degrees and then shoots back down at the other, the last yeah, I've tie. forgotten that specific and, detail. And the child's inside <laughs> with his little, with his little <laughs> and hands the air, up. With yeah. his, and the cookies in his lap, <laughs> the blue macarons. Yeah, that's when he spits up as well, I believe. Yeah. He's like, he, I think, yeah. I think Mando does like a spin and then he vomits blue all over his wetter or whatever it is. It's like a little aviator jacket. Yeah. And then I love I love that Mando kind of takes his cape and like wipes <laughs> it off of him. And then he's talking to Greek Karga. He's like, how about I get you a drink to celebrate or whatever? He's like, I'm sorry, I'm doing onboard maintenance. <laughs> and he's like wiping the child Aww. down. He's, he's such a good dad. Yeah. It was a very dad episode. Like the, the beginning and the end where... Like he's trying to get his help doing something. You're going to school. Kind of eating around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the episode ends like they all end with Mando flying off to the next thing, which will finally be, hopefully, Corvus. Mm. Um, well, that's not the last thing, actually, because then it cuts to. A very familiar shot, the underbelly of an Imperial um, ship. Not a Star Destroyer, like we had theorized a few weeks ago before Season 2 came out. Um, But it is a very large vehicle, like uh, Giancarlo Esposito has said in the Entertainment Weekly article. Um, It's an Imperial Command Cruiser, which is a kind of light cruiser version of an Imperial Star Destroyer. Um, it's, it's like the same general shape, except the back has a more protruded engine, like three engine pods. Um, so it looks more like an arrowhead, um, and then like a piece on the back of it. Whereas the Imperial Star Destroyer is basically just a triangle. Um, and it's got like a little indent in the front of it, kind of like the Millennium Falcon has like that thing at the front of it so it, it's a different kind of it's basically a smaller star destroyer um which is kind of it kind of makes sense because i think all of the star destroyers were at the battle of jakku and were destroyed so it makes sense that like the remaining empire is like these littler kind of command vehicles rather than like the huge battleships uh but anyways we see one of those go by we go on board and a woman walks into a room and talks to moff gideon and this is the first time we see him in the flesh in this season um and she's like uh we put a tracking beacon on the razor crest when we and gideon's like does he still have the asset she's like yes and so uh they are 
presumably going to track Mando and the child to Corvus, which is where they're headed next. Um, and then we have kind of a, a backwards, kind of the opposite of a tracking shot. I don't know what you would call that. It moves backwards away from Moff Gideon, and we see it might be called the pole. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we see lining the hallways of this weird looking or lining the walls of this weird looking hall that Moff Gideon is in are all these big black suits. And they're not death troopers. Um, I believe what they're supposed to be, what people are saying they are, are is um, dark troopers, which I believe were in a video game. I'm not entirely sure what they do, but they um, are like a special kind of trooper. Are you Wikipedia? You know, oh. What? No, because Wikipedia is blocked on my school laptop. I will Wikipedia it. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a mysterious kind of new trooper that we've never seen before in canon, I believe. Uh, and that's how the episode ends. So, um, that's that's the whole episode. Let's get into kind of our overall feelings about it and um you can start with that while i look up kind of the dark troopers so you know i said earlier how i went into this with like very very high expectations and i wouldn't say this is like my favorite episode and it's kind of weird because like i don't know why there's nothing it doesn't do anything wrong really it's just uh I don't know. I feel like I'm still off of a little high from seeing like Bo Katan in the last episode, to be honest. That was so awesome. And uh now that more uh kind of information has come out about what the next episode will be, I'm obviously very, very excited about that. And so this kind of gets mm-hmm. wedged in between like this is like a very good solid episode. But the episode before it, like, had, like, such an exciting moment, I guess, just kind of seeing Bo-Katan to where maybe, like, the sensation of that kind of is overpowering the more, like, solid consistency of this episode. Um, I'm sure upon rewatch, I plan on rewatching them all here soon before episode five comes out, uh... I'm sure I will probably have different thoughts, a little bit of a reassessment in my brain. But, yeah, I mean, I like it. It's a solid episode. And I'm glad that we got to see... Am I lagging? Okay. No, I'm you're good. glad that we got to see Grief Karga and Cara Dune, and I guess... I guess Mithril, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, looks cool. Um, and I hope I wouldn't mind if we see them a few more times in the season at least. Yeah, it would be cool to have them do a little more. Uh, What we didn't mention is that the actor for Grief Karga, Carl Weathers, is the one who actually directed this episode. I think we said that last week, but I think he did a pretty good job. I liked the episode. Um, I think more because of what it set up than 
what happened because if you think about what happened they kind of just like destroyed a base and then left um but it was like the whole cloning thing and then the end with Moff Gideon um the chase with the transport was really fun to watch even though it wasn't like super story Mm -hmm. based or anything like that um so I liked it um I think it'll be interesting to see how it, how what it set up continued. For sure. Um, but this is what I found for Dark Troopers on Wikipedia. So they split it into canon and legends. So the canon page is like two paragraphs. And it's basically like these things have shown up in this and this. And uh, in legends, it's much bigger because that's where they originated in. So uh, phase one dark troopers were like droids it seems like and then phase two is where they i think what um was seen in the mandalorian more resembled the phase two i believe maybe the phase three when i saw them i was like what is that and i was like kind of strained and seeing i was like it looks like droids that's what that was my thought Mm. i think that could be pretty cool but uh it could be Again, I, I couldn't, like, you couldn't really get a great look at them, to be honest. And I think yeah. that was intentional. Um, but the Phase 2 and Phase 3 were, like, basically suits. And they were, like, kind of, kind of like War Machine, I think. They had, um, like, huge cannons with them, um... I zoomed in on Google Images, and they definitely could be droids because the hands on them look very, like, small. Like, you couldn't fit a limb in them and maybe have Mm -hmm. joints at the wrists. So they very well could be droids, which would be interesting um, and would explain why they're all kind of docked in this hallway um, because maybe they just, like, charge there and... (laughs) i'm looking at it now the heads do look kind of helmety though is the only problem and the chest but yeah they do kind of look very droid like so that would be interesting if they were droids um and then you could continue that kind of theme of mando not really trusting droids Mm -hmm. um so that is interesting basically they're like um the description of them is like they have these guns that are like super powerful. Yeah. They can like destroy so much. <laughs> um, they're basically really powerful troopers. Each dark trooper has a Death Star laser on it and it can destroy a planet. <laughs> oh god, this again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How yes. funny would that be? Um Yeah. So I assume next episode we know is directed by Dave Filoni and I believe it's been announced that it's called the Jedi. So, you know, you put two and two together. It's weird. Cause Ahsoka's not really a Jedi. And in Mando's eyes, she is. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I, that's what I said to someone who like pointed that out to me. I was kind of expecting to be called like the sorcerer or like the sorceress or something. Since that's what the armorer called the Jedi was the sorcerers. Or, like, ancient sorcerers or whatever. But the Jedi, I guess, works as well. Um, so, 
<laughs> Here's a funny story that happened this week. Someone in a group chat shared a meme that was like the Luke scene where Ray hands him the lightsaber and he throws it over his shoulder. So over Ray's face was Mandalore was Mando's <laughs> helmet, and instead of a lightsaber, it was Baby Yoda. And then Luke had Ahsoka's face, and then it was Ahsoka throwing the child over her shoulder. So we got into a weird confusion because I said, TBH, I think that's exactly what's going to happen in this next episode. And he thought I meant that, Ahsoka was going, that Ahsoka was going to throw the child off a cliff. <laughs> and I meant, no, I think she's going to deny wanting to take the child. So that was a little bit of confusion that was humorous. But um, what I do think is going to happen is Mando is going to present the child to Ahsoka and she's going to either say, I'm no longer a Jedi or she's going to have some other reason that she can't um, mm-hmm. take the child. Because I don't think... I don't all right, I don't know what will happen. I'm positive what won't happen is the Mandalorian will give Baby Yoda to Ahsoka and she will run away with a child. Yeah. <laughs> and we will never Not see happened. him again. Because that is not happening. All right. Um, so, something is going to happen where Ahsoka either can't or won't take the child, or will kind of join them, maybe. Although I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, not saying it won't happen. Like I know she won't just take the child and run. Although, now that I'm saying it, like, anything could happen. I mean, Bo-Katan showed up, so she very well could run away with a child. Um, so I also think that Moff Gideon is going to follow them to Corvus. Dude. And I don't know how much Ahsoka is going to be in the rest of this season. I don't think it'll be a lot, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to... Like, I don't think she's going to be that big in this season. So maybe what's going to happen is... Like, I feel like the confrontation with Moff Gideon... Because we know from interviews that Giancarlo Esposito has said that he did many lightsaber fights with the Darksaber and broke many of the prop Darksabers. So, it seems like he and Ahsoka are going to lightsaber fight. (laughs) So... If, unless she is in the rest of the season for much more than we are expecting, like that has to Dude, happen. I'm this getting next gooseies over here, bro. So it's like, I have no idea what's mm-hmm. going to happen next week. They very well could just completely bait and switch us, and Ahsoka. They find Ahsoka at the end of the episode. <laughs> like if that happened, that well, would be a massive troll. This is what I'm thinking. And it has a little bit of precedent now. So earlier, kind of in this whole season, when all we knew was like what episodes were being directed by which, we had said, oh, that episode's directed by Carl Weathers. I bet that's when they bring Grief Cargo back. And sure enough, that happens. It just kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if that didn't happen, you'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, it doesn't not make sense either. But so. We know Dave Filoni is directing this episode. So it's, it's going to be all but... about Trapper Wolf. That could he, What if he made an appearance? <laughs> That's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> but um, 
it's almost basically confirmed that it's called the Jedi. So I mm-hmm. I've I seen see that, that many places less as in Ahsoka's the Jedi and more about like the Jedi as in the Order, like the Jedi's and the mythos. So I feel like mm-hmm. they're gonna find Ahsoka kind of towards in the beginning, and it's gonna be a lot of like a lot of lore drop, kind of like. I am going to predict that this is going to be a very long episode, like at least as long as the first one. I don't think this is going to be one of the short 35 minute episodes. That's why they wheeled in Dave, because they're like, look, no one knows this this intermingling web of lore between all these different shows and movies. No one knows it better than you. So, like, we Mm -hmm. want you to helm this, basically. And then, like, so I imagine she, like, I can almost picture her, like, being cloaked and, like, being very sage and, like, very wise and peaceful. Uh, but when the Imperials and Moff Gideon roll up on the block, like, I want, like, and he's, like, kind of waving the Darksaber around. He's like, I kind of know who you are, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, bro, you you talking mad smack for someone who's about to get it. They're, you know, they're butt-handed to him. She pulls out the, the lightsaber and the Shoto saber. Yeah, the, the white, white ones. ones. She, Yo, she lays them out. I want to see those in live action so yeah, bad. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a uh, an episode to remember. Next Friday is going to be fun, and I work Friday. And yeah, that's gonna I suck. might. <laughs> I don't know when I'm gonna watch it. I want to watch it as early as possible because. Let me well, tell I you, work at 6 a.m. Let me so tell you, people on TikTok have no qualms about spoiling the Mandalorian episodes, is what I... Oh, yeah, I've seen... The Bo-Katan episode, I checked Twitter in the morning, and I saw Bo-Katan trending, and I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, see, I just... I do not get on social media until I've seen the episode, except for Snapchat, because, I mean, none of my friends would spoil it, so... But, yeah, just... And if yeah, they they're would, they're not your friends. Is what they are. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, I feel like... They might do all this Moff Gideon stuff over the next two episodes, two, three episodes. And then the last episode will be the Boba Fett episode. I feel like that's how they're going to close the season out is with Boba Fett. Because like, it, it would feel weird to throw Boba Fett in That's now. a good point, yeah. You know? Like, we just found Ahsoka. Next episode, Boba mm-hmm. Fett, for whatever reason. Unless, like, Boba Fett strikes a deal with the Empire again Classic. or something. Yeah, I, I think it could be kind of interesting to see Boba Fett as, like, the big bad of the next series like the next series arc i suppose like yeah because like, like the next season considering like the scope he might not be as like grand or as like powerful as moff gideon but i think it could be interesting to like kind of have a villain who is like kind of on mando's level like they're very similar but like mm. boba fett obviously he's been at this for like for very long and he's like I'm, I mean, he's basically renowned as, like, one of the most infamous bounty hunters, both 
both like in or kind of and also like among just star wars kind of fans and so like mm-hmm. that could be interesting if he was like outwitting mando at every turn and like hunting him down and yeah here's another thought that i just have we kind of predicted that this season was going to end with moff gideon cap capturing the child and like disappearing into hyperspace I would be so down for that to take happen. It back. Take that back. And the last scene, the last scene is Mando showing up on Tatooine with Boba Fett's armor, finding Boba Fett and saying, I heard you were once the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. I need you to help me find that someone. Dude. And like the next season was the two of them working together to like bro, find less, Moff bro. Gideon out there somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, the way they introduced him, he seemed like, oh, he's going to be, like, a villain. He's going to be a threat. But what if what if he hears, like, from Pelimoto or something, like, Boba Fett came looking for you because he, know you, he knows you had his armor. So then he shows up, and he's like, yeah, you can have your armor, but I need your help with something. And, like, that would be so cool. Because, like, he would get... Like, if that was... If that happened, then season three would be, like... Um... Maybe it's Mando Boba and with the help of Ahsoka, like trying to find, like re find Moff Gideon yeah. and getting the child me... back. Or do you maybe, what if, all right, here's what, here's what I think. When Ahsoka and Moff Gideon, when Ahsoka and Moff Gideon fight, obviously he's got a disadvantage in terms of fighting. She has a she's force, Ahsoka. she has two lightsabers, she's been training since she was a child, she's a Jedi. He's an Imperial with a stolen lightsaber. So, unless there's some kind of cheating or, like, technology advantage that he gets, or, like, a numbers advantage, could she maybe, like, severely injure him and he has to, like, flee? But he manages to get the child, so, like, he flees or whatever. Like, do you think he could... Like, how do you see Dude, that fight I don't going? Because it seems like she would just oh whoop yeah, him. lay him like, out. We haven't seen bro. him. We haven't seen him. Flat we have not right seen now. him fight yet. We know he's like playing mind games, and somehow like he managed to take the dark saber from Bo-Katan, one of the best warriors in the galaxy. So presumably he knows how to fight, but like against a Jedi. Or someone who is equivalent to a Jedi who isn't technically uh, taking the title of a Jedi anymore. Dude, I don't know. I kind of don't even want to, like... I don't know, like... Dude, that'll just be such, like... That'll be, like, the Star Wars moment for me in the past, like, five years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think Sabine is with Ahsoka? Do you think they found Ezra at this point? Hmm. Well, that's what I was going to say, kind of as a joke. But you're like, what if like, he hyperspaces off uh, with Baby Yoda? And you mentioned how like the First Order like, is kind of like amassing in the unknown region. They go to the unknown region. They find Ezra <laughs> or something. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think that would happen. That was just kind of me being dumb. But I don't know. 
that would kind of be that'd be something to introduce Ahsoka and Sabine. Well, yeah, I think I think it'd be cool because then he would see one of his own, like hanging with an enemy sorcerer, as they've been described to him. So that would, like, I feel like this season is just challenging, like Din's belief of what a Mandalorian is. Like he's met them, they take off their helmets. He's met people that just wear Mandalorian armor, even though they're not Mandalorian. Yeah. He found out that he's part of a very small group that yeah. doesn't take their helmets off. There could be a so whole like to arc, see that Mandalorians there could and be Jedi a whole arc where like he decides to like, you know what I mean? Like he's just like screw it. Like I don't want to get caught up in like the same. Like maybe like after hearing about the fall of the Jedi or whatever, he's like I don't want to get caught up in dogma or anything like that. And so he maybe we get he like takes off the helmet, which has obviously happened before at the end of season one, but like this time it's like a decision. And like from then on in the series, it's kind of like something that he like slips on and off, you know, like any, any other Mandalorian character. Mm Um, I guess this will be my last kind of theory is, I don't think Ahsoka is going to take the child, at least not now, maybe at the end of the show. But like, what if, what if she says something like, I'm not a Jedi, I can't take him, but who you need to find is Luke Skywalker. Because I know he's, what if she's like, I know of another Jedi named Luke Skywalker who's out there like trying to start another Jedi order. He's who you should be taking the child to. I don't want that to happen. I kind of want... Ahsoka to kind of be like the she's kind of the the limit of where like the Jedi Force stuff in this show is to a point because like like I want Ahsoka to be like very limited kind of in this series kind of like as like a Gandalf role to where like she's like a major character but she kind of like dips in and out because she's got, like, her own thing going on. Like, very much in Rebels. Like, she showed up sometimes, and she was like, yeah, you guys are on all these missions. I'm doing, like, big things. I won't tell you about them, but I'm out here doing stuff. And, like, just, I imagine her being very wise. Like, mm-hmm. like when things are really dire, like, maybe that's the whole situation that uh, he's like, okay, we need to call Ahsoka. Like, something. But... I feel mm-hmm. like, and I've mentioned this a few times, I don't want this series to, like, kind of lose its scope too much. Because, like, part of the charm is that it is its own corner of the universe cut away from all the, the Skywalker shtick. And uh, I feel like bringing Luke... Also, bringing Luke back in, if he would be in it, they have to recast Luke. You know what I mean? Unless they... Unless mm-hmm. they do a criminal well, yeah. aging of Mark Hamill, which I'm sure it would look good, but like, I don't know how it would sit well. I think it's just dangerous to toy with that at all. You know what I mean? Because he's like, mm-hmm. he'd obviously be like a little bit old, like probably what five or six years. So we're looking at like young, but older still. 
Yeah, he could have a he could have yeah, a beard. Like, at this it'd point. be like a Luke we just haven't seen before, and so like they'd either have to. Re- it'd be it would be kind of like in the Rise of Kylo Ren, like when Ben has those flashbacks to, um, like when he's talking about his friends, and he's like, "This guy thinks of the Force as a puzzle," and like you see them as kids, kind of with mm-hmm. Luke and. He's still, he doesn't have a beard yet, but, like, he's wearing, like, different robes and stuff. So, I feel like it would be around then, or a little before then, because I think Ben, I think Ben was born, like, a year Mm -hmm. after Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Like, they wasted no time. (laughs) So, um, presumably, at this point, Luke has a temple, or has just created a temple or is right about to create a temple. So I think I'm kind of with you in that. I don't want anyone's face to show up in this. Maybe if they brought in Lando or someone like that, I'd be fine with it. Or even maybe like a Han Solo or a hollow of, well, no, because Carrie Fisher. But, like, references to these people, I think, would be fine. Like, if the New Republic guys were like, oh, yeah, well, uh, Senator Organa is mm-hmm. trying to stop, or is, is trying to gain attention for the fact that the Empire is still out here, but no one believes her. Um, We actually have three minutes left of this recording and there's more I want to say. So I'm going to stop this and we'll be back in a split second. Uh, So just, I don't know, in the blink of, just blink your eyes. Just like I said, it was a blink of an eye and we're back. Um, So we were talking about the Skywalkers. Um, Yeah, I don't want Luke to show up, but I think like a reference to him would be nice. Like if Ahsoka's like, you know there are other Jedi out there that aren't me, or something. Um, mm. There was a theory. I think we mentioned it in an earlier episode that like maybe Moff Gideon was trying to find use the child to navigate through the uncharted regions or whatever unknown regions to find Thrawn, who was out there somewhere with Ezra. And there was rumors of like Thrawn and Ezra getting a live action series, and that all these live action series were going to connect and stuff. So. Um, like, would you you talked about Ahsoka kind of being the limit? Would would Ezra fall underneath Ahsoka in that hierarchy of forceness? Like, if uh, she was like, you need to give him to Ezra because Ezra knows. Like, maybe maybe Yoda's from, like, his planet is in the unknown regions, and they're like, you need to take him to his planet. Oh, and Ezra, now that's knows. a thought. Uh, yeah, I'd say Ezra falls below Ahsoka, mainly because he's so much younger. And, I mean, he's probably, like, a great Jedi and all, but, like, far less experienced than Ahsoka. Um, and also, I feel like Ezra is far, like, even from just a commercial standpoint, like, a lot more people are aware of Ahsoka and love Ahsoka more than they're aware of Ezra just because of the popularity disparity between Clone Wars and Rebels. So, like, yeah, I. the thing about that is, like, yeah, they'd have to start putting in some, putting in some work to 
kind of move the narrative into a spot where bringing in Ezra would make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it definitely wouldn't happen until they've explained why Ahsoka's there. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is, uh, like, seasons away, probably, that this would need to happen. Um, I mean, we know that he's done, like, they just confirmed season three is coming out next year, so I assume he has four and five down. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm I'm expecting this to kind of go in directions we weren't expecting. And um, I agree, like, it, it should kind of stay its own thing. But I think also what the show is setting up to be is much more connected to the main story of Star Wars than we ever would have thought. Like, it seems like we're exploring the origins of the First Order somehow. Um and possibly like the rebuilding of Mandalorian society, which isn't a small thing in the grand scheme of the universe. Like Mandalorians are the warriors, like the best warriors in the country, not the country, the in the country. <laughs> um, Sky's the limit, the country. So I, yeah, I get what you mean. I walk her into this, or if you do do it in a way where you don't see his face, like maybe a shot, you know it's him because you see his robotic hand and that's the last shot of the show is him giving the child to Luke Skywalker but you only see him from behind or something. Um, not that I think that's how that should end but... Yeah, see the thing is like like I feel like it'd just be weird if like Din Djarin who's kind of like just a nobody within the universe not like a nobody but like in terms of, like, all the big players of, like, the original uh, gang from the original trilogy, like, like, the <laughs> the impact that his life has on the universe, just from the perspective of the Stars movies, is, like, insignificant, basically. But, like, then he becomes friends with Ahsoka, and then Ahsoka, he's like, oh, you should meet Luke Skywalker, and soon he's meeting the Emperor, and soon he's meeting the uh, the Mortis gods. Yeah. Like, where does it end? Like, he's just a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a dude. Yeah. And also, I feel like he doesn't want to get caught up in anything that big. He, like, wants to fly under the radar. He just wants to uh, restore his people, and that's it. You know, yeah. he's not... In my in my mind, the moment he decided to save the child, he set himself on a path to become someone more important, or he's going to have to give up the child at some point. Like, the weird thing about Star Wars, it's so different from any other series, is we already know what happens, like, 17 years after this. Like, we know what happens in the sequel trilogy, and, like, the child is not involved. Ahsoka's not even involved. So, like, we already, like, we know pieces that we haven't gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, we know the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and the child are not there. So, somehow, they have this arc that doesn't get in, like, that doesn't get itself involved with the main events going on in the galaxy but at the same time like 
they're fighting against what we already know becomes one of the biggest forces in the galaxy. So, like, it's like how, like, I don't envy John Favreau for having to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I just, I'd like to see, like, I love the cool character tie-ins and everything I love. But, like, to an extent, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like, like wait, well, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't want to see Han Solo show up. Or Chewbacca like, or something. And also, with, like, Cobb Vanth and, like, um, uh, Cosca Reeves. Like, I would love, like, original characters that we care about and think are just as awesome as Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Cobb Vanth, like, they definitely struck gold. Like, mm-hmm. like I still am hoping they bring I, him let back. Let me tell you, that we need to see him again. We need to see mm-hmm. him again. And he's not, like, an original character or anything, but, like... To most people, he like, is. In w- Yeah, in one episode of The Mandalorian, he is now from The Mandalorian. It doesn't matter that he's actually from the Aftermath yeah. trilogy. He's from The Mandalorian. Like, but, like, I would love to see it kind of be its own thing rather than constantly having to be a setup or, like, a... Like, correlated to something mm-hmm. else you know what i mean yeah um and i don't think i don't think they're doing that right now i think i so like it's not a problem i'm just i just am expressing concern i hope they don't do that because like i see a lot of fan theories and a lot of them i'm just like well, yeah, there was the like, one, no, it was like... That'd be terrible. There was one, it was like, the <laughs> like, Mandalorian is going to explain how Palpatine survived. And we were all like... Pfft. And now we watch this episode and we're like, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Did yeah. they just... And obviously we don't know, but... Um, yeah, I just see a lot of wacky theories. Well, yeah, I think... Mainly on TikTok. Those TikTok Star Wars fans are, are brazy out here, but... Uh, yeah, I just don't want it to lose its scope, and I feel like the the creatives behind it, like, I feel like that's also what they're going for. Like, I feel like that's what they're going for from the conception of this show. And obviously, it's going to scale up a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, it's going to increase with the seasons, likely. Most shows do. But I think they're conscious enough. Look, they're good. They know what they're doing. I trust. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if by the end you get something that's like the scale of a Rogue One. Like, um, like if by the end of the show it's we're gonna fight the remaining Empire to get like the planet Mandalore back, and then it would be it wouldn't be like the Battle of Exegol <laughs> scope. It would be like Rogue One, where we have one mission, we need to get it done. And you know what? Some of the characters that we know and love, maybe they die because we never see them again. And that's their entire character climax is this moment. Yeah. It's like that beautiful moment from the famous ensemble action climax scene. Spy Kids 3. Yeah. <laughs> when they call in everyone, Cobb Vance rolls up says, did somebody ring up the dingster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what he pulls a, up with the dual reference. revolvers. 
Nard, Sporky. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, something like that where like, I mean, I feel like Bo-Katan will almost... definitely be there. Yeah, Bo-Katan has to be there. Sabine would probably be there. Oh, yeah. How old's Ursa Ren at this point? She's younger than Bo-Katan, right? Probably, maybe. Because like maybe in the Clone the Wars, age. when they're yeah, because like she looks very young in the Clone Wars, so like around the same age as. Or maybe younger than Bo-Katan. Well, so whole she weird could, age she could realistically be... Yeah, she could realistically be in it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we kind of went off... Our review discussion segment that's after the episode breakdown always kind of becomes speculation. Yeah. Which isn't bad, look, but it's like, do people really care? It's, <laughs> look, it's it's Mandalorian Monday. So we're going to talk about the Mandalorian, the show, but also like anything that is remotely has to do with Mandalorian. <laughs> yes. so we're going to talk about it because it, it is. I think it's like one of the most interesting corners of Star Wars. Like yeah, for it's sure. it's this very like feudal, like medieval Europe, like night kind of culture that they've put in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And like not just it's also like. I mean, with most Star Wars, it also, like, kind of borrows from, like, kind of feudal Japan as well a little bit, I think. Definitely, and a lot of, definitely like, probably more how, Japan than um, Yeah, medieval. it's, like, it's just so interesting. And, like, when I think of Star Wars, like, I probably think of, like, the original trilogy and then, like, kind of the Clone Wars Mandalorian stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I don't know why, but, like, that's probably... It's just the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> and who would have thought it all started with just Boba Fett? Yeah, I know. You know, like <laughs> um just he looked cool. Yeah, I think I think um I I hopefully this show can be not like not like what the prequel trilogy was to the original trilogy, but like what Rebels was to the sequel trilogy, or what Rebels was to the original trilogy, I hope Mandalorian can be that to the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of setting up this universe, like, this is why the New Republic didn't do anything about the First Order when it came up, because from what we've seen of the New Republic right now, like, they, we didn't even talk about it. We didn't even place, talk about yeah. this, but the pilot talks to Cara Dune, he's like, we could use your help, like, people don't believe us that the empire is out here. Like no one's listening to us. And when you read bloodline, uh, that's kind of what happens in that book is Leia's like, listen guys, there's something going on out there and we need to be ready for it. And then other people are like, um, I don't believe you. And then like, I think that like the main premise of that book is like someone reveals to the galactic Senate, that Leia was this daughter of Darth Vader and it like ruins her political career. And so the whole point of that book is Leia saying like, guys, there's something, there's like a conspiracy going on out in the outer regions. Like we need to be like preparing for the return of the empire. And everyone's like, no, I don't believe you. So she leaves. Okay. Darth Vader's daughter. <laughs> yeah, so that's it why, that's why like the that. Resistance exists at the same time as the New Republic. And you see that in the show Resistance. 
like the resistance exists and so does the new republic and they're not affiliated because leia left because they were not believing her and she was like well someone needs to do something for this threat that's coming so if you're not going to listen to me i'm going to do it Mm -hmm. so like we're, we're already seeing that in this show like he he literally that was maybe the third most important thing in this entire episode was that conversation with Cara Dune because he was like we know something's going on out here no one's helping us we could use your help because you see it and he was even like you're from Alderaan did you lose anyone on Alderaan and she's like yeah I lost everyone and then he leaves her he, everyone lost everyone <laughs> he leaves her that badge and it's like I know people want Car- or Gina Carano fired because of controversial things she's tweeted. I'm not sure I completely fall in that camp. I wish she would stop tweeting those things. Um, I'm not aware of any of this. I'll have to look But um, they could easily write her out by making her join the New Republic. Like, they, they created that out for that character. And it would not only like write the character out of the show but like it wouldn't do it like oh she dies but it's like she goes on and does something like to help people Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's it's just i like i hope i hope they don't just make this a sequel to the original trilogy but make it a prequel to the sequel trilogy yeah um but we've went way past our normal mando monday length but this is also kind of the mid-season episode, so it's worth it. And I would not be surprised if next week goes a little later, too. <laughs> because Two hours special, Because of what's baby. happening. Um, the Ahsoka episode, we'll call it. I say we take it frame by frame. Yes, frame by frame. Um, so, yeah, that'll be it for our discussion this Monday. Um, look for us next Monday. Uh, hopefully... They don't bait and switch us on this Ahsoka stuff, but hopefully we... I'd cry. I'd literally cry, I think. I wouldn't. I, like, I don't know. Take risks. I, I, the more that movies and TV take risks, the better I think you can get results. Like, if everyone is expecting something and they get it, that's a lot less fun than expecting something and getting something mm-hmm. that you had no idea was coming. Yeah. As a, as a final note, uh, anyone wondering... Uh, I think a while ago we said it's like, yeah, we're going back to the two episodes a week. Well, that just hasn't worked out with our lives right now. I know Landon's finishing college, like his his last semester of college, um, and so a lot of times when we're like planning, he was like, no, like I have this to do, this to do, this to do, and we're like, yeah, like I get it, like yeah, um, and sometimes it's just stuff, like maybe I'm not the most busy, but like everyone else is busy and I like need to respect that. Um, yeah. Like the other day, I know someone was studying for a test and I was like, even if I'm in the other room, it'll still kind of be a distraction. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, I don't care if we don't do two episodes a week. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And also with sometimes how my work schedule shakes out, like kind of what we're doing tonight, like, I really have to choose between, hey, do you want free time today or do you want to stay up later than you probably should talking about Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I can't do that 
uh, every time. Yeah. Like, we're definitely so, prioritizing Mando Mondays. Well, we're definitely uh, prioritizing Mando Mondays over the average episodes. Those will because, come out when we can get them out um, until, like, probably next year, because I'm not going back for the spring semester, so I'll be home and just, like, working. So that is probably when we'll be able to get more regular uh, episodes out. And Mandalorian should be over by then anyways, so... Uh, yeah. We'll have to figure something out. Hey, yeah. we'll do a resistance <laughs> episode by episode. One oh through. gosh! Or rebels? Who knows? <gasps> Third time. Let's rebels. do it. How many times can rebels make me cry this time? Because <laughs> it was like it. It exponentially increases. It does every time. Watch I watched clips of it the other day in the bathroom at work, and I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the, okay. I watched a clip from the episode Trials of the Dark Saber, an episode Bruh. that didn't normally hit me, and I was like, "Wow, that hit!" Dude, me. I remember when I was first watching that, I kept texting you. I was like, "Bro, this is wild! This is <laughs> bro!" I was like, "This is awesome!" Yeah, but but anyway. yeah, I I am thinking of kind of series that we can do, and that has crossed my mind since there is. Like, there's only four seasons of Rebels. We could do, like, every month we do, like, uh, like we discuss a season of Rebels. So the viewers can watch a season over that month, and then we'll release, like, a discussion of it. Or maybe even, like, every two weeks we'll do a half a season or something. So we have ideas cooking. It's just, like, a time constraint thing. But, uh... We've reached like an hour and 20 minutes at this point. So we're going to sign off. Uh, thank you for continuing to listen. Send us um, your reactions to the episodes every Friday. Uh, you don't have to respond to the story. You can DM us or if you know us and have our number, please, just text please, us or something. We, we need the content, please. <laughs> and we just enjoy them as well. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to next week. Um and until then, just uh, stew on the things we've said. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Lando's Lounge. Lando's Lounge can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing us with a friend or rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. To engage with us on social media, follow at Lando's Lounge Podcast on Instagram and like and follow the Lando's Lounge page on Facebook. To ask a question for our Q&A segment, The Carbon Freeze, engage with us in comment sections or shoot us a DM for the possibility of your question being featured. The intro music to this podcast is Star Wars Cantina Band Closed on Sunday Lo-Fi Remix. Thank you again for listening and tune in to the next episode.